Welcome, this is the Sales IQ Podcast. My name is Luigi Prestonenzi, and I'm on a mission to help salespeople be the best sales professionals they can be. Each week, we'll bring you a different message from thought leaders from around the globe, so we can help you master the art of selling. Welcome to another episode of the Sales IQ Podcast. I'm your host, Luigi Prestonenzi, and as always, I'm pumped honored and excited that you have joined us for what will be an incredible episode. This week, it's all about Outbound, but it's Outbound with a twist. We're talking to Jake Dunlap, who is a B2B sales leader and an absolute expert, and he's got a theory around modern Outbound, and we're going to talk a little bit about some tactical strategies you can employ to drive more activity from your prospecting efforts. So really excited to dive deep into this episode, because as you all know, I love prospecting, and any topic about prospecting is one which gets me super pumped. So guys, continue to engage with me on LinkedIn, send me your thoughts, share, like, rate, wherever you listen to podcasts. And before we get into the show, just want to thank our sponsors, VanillaSoft, for bringing this episode. And guys, get down to VanillaSoft, jump on their website, and check out their incredible sales engagement platform. Because for most of us, using CRMs, yes, we need to use CRMs and it makes us better sales pro, but how do we engage with leads and how do we get them to a point of qualification quicker? It's with the sales engagement platform and VanillaSoft have one like no other. So guys, buckle up, enjoy, get your notepad out to learn about modern outbound on how you can close more deals. Welcome to the show, Jake. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm pretty excited, man. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing your, uh, you know, I'm on, on Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you're, you're always in my feed, so the algorithm, <laughs> you know, must think that I like your content, man. So you're there we go. There. I like it. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You haven't hit unfollow yet, so <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a good sign. Well, mate, I'm really excited today to talk about the subject of modern outbound and, you know, what sellers can do to really build engagement across, you know, multiple channels when they're reaching out to their prospects. And I think now more than ever, um, redefining your outbound strategy is critical given the volume of digital search has actually dropped off considerably over the past two months. But before we get into that, you know, incredible topic that I'm really excited to talk about, would love to know how you started in the world of sales. So how did I start in the world of sales? So I, you know, look, in retrospect, I was actually lucky. So one of the jobs that I, you know, I took a few jobs in college. I worked almost full time um, while I was going to, I guess, university, as you call it. Yeah. I'll show you. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I did telemarketing. I sold long distance. I sold vacation packages to get people to timeshare pitches. I had to get your credit card over the phone for, you know, for 50 bucks or whatever it was. <laughs> and then, and then uh, waited tables and, and then what happened, you know, what, what, what it prepared me for. So when I graduated, I got a job in major league baseball with the Tampa Bay Rays and, and I destroyed everybody. <laughs> I was so much better than every single, the kids that went to Princeton and all these places, because I just, I had the phone skills already. I'd been trained on how yeah. to like move people through a conversation. If you can get um, someone's credit card that you cold call on the phone for thirty nine ninety nine, like you just learn a completely different set of skills yeah. than a lot of sellers. Um, so, you know, I got started in inside sales, uh, moved into leadership, moved into tech. It was the VP of sales at Glassdoor, VP of sales at a few other startups. And then, you know, um, 
uh, you know, I, I found out really early that I just love, I love sales. I love the art. I love the, the science behind yeah. it. And, you know, it was, it was kind of like about a year into being a prof- sales professional. I realized that this is, this is my jam. Yeah. Awesome, man. And I mean, to, we'd love to know. So you've had, you know, you had some pretty senior roles with some pretty large brands. What motivated you to take the leap from, you know, from the world of, I suppose, you know, consistent income where you knew what was happening to the world of consulting and, you know, where it's, it's variable. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think what I, after my second, you know, kind of VP of sales role, I realized like, I'm just not a very good employee. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not like, and especially, you know, I think I'm better at this now, but you know, I, I didn't really appreciate, I didn't really understand politics and things like that. And I just, yeah. you know, it's very honest with myself and, and candidly, look, if you're a VP of sales at a startup, your, your life is almost predestined to get fired every <laughs> two to, you know, one year, two year, or three years. So yeah. you'll have a two year stint, then you get fired and layered. Then you, then you go to another one, you make it three years, then it's a bad fit and you go for nine months and then you yeah. go for two. And I was like, is this life, is this what this is going to be? Mm. And I decided I'd rather work with companies and build a company that can support sales leaders and help them to get through the different changes and stages of scaling than, you know, do it uh, externally. So, or do it internally, sorry. And so, you know, it was a, it was a a very honest talk with myself about where my strengths lie and, and, you know, what, what comes next. Yeah. And so right now, what are some of the key areas of focus you help, you know, you know, businesses with and companies with? Yeah, and I think it's it's, it's you know we're we're evolving with the market and customer behavior as well too. And so for us, I think you know one of the bigger ones is you know topic we're going to talk about, which is you know how do I modernize my outbound? Look, we went and made a big investment in, in our sales engagement platform. Yeah. So for me, like we've got internal sales ops people plus you know our, our consultants. So we realized to build modern outbound, you have to know the tech, but you also have to realize that the tech isn't there just to enable you to do more things. It's to it's to make you more effective. Yeah. And so a lot of the, the work we do is around, that's probably 50, 60% of our work. And then the rest is around sales process optimization. Yeah. And so that means companies are bringing us in, we're working alongside a, a CEO or a sales leader or a sales enablement team. And really is like a number two for them to like rework their playbook, redeploy mm. it, work with leadership on coaching and training. It, it, it just depends more project-based, right? Yeah. So each company has their own kind of unique challenges. So it's usually you know, there, there's an issue or something's breaking as you yeah. go to scale. Um, and then, you know, maybe the third, the third kind of new thing we're working on is, is, is on the marketing side, more of like B2B organic LinkedIn that yeah. we really feel like organic LinkedIn is the most important new frontier for B2B marketers. And they just don't know how to use it. They're still posting. That's why their posts get no engagement except for employees mm. because they're, they're trying to use the same play that they do on other sites. And it's just not what works on LinkedIn. Yeah. And so we've been kind of going across the aisle from sales to marketing over the last, you know, probably call it like five months. We've got some pretty big clients there, New York Jets uh, and a few others. Oh, wow. We're doing some pretty cool, pretty cool work with. Yeah. It's really interesting, you know, like I noticed that you, you put a post out and I think you said LinkedIn's the... 16th, I hope I get it right, um, yeah, most visited right. site now, not just- In the you know, US, period. Yeah, yep. which is pretty massive, right, when you think that's about right. it. Um, but I want to, you know, what's what I find really interesting, you know, there's a lot of a lot, a lot of comments come out about, you know, how the sales has changed and the way we sell needs to change and all that sort of stuff. And Of course. And you think about, you know, if you're a modern day seller, like at least back in the day, I was like you, you know, I started in a, 
in a telemarketing, mate, what we called, you know, call center. And uh, it was kind of like boiler room, you know what I mean? We had a dial pad. There was no computer. It was a sheet, a ruler, and a pen, right? And we had to dial. (laughs) (laughs) And there was a spruker at the front and it would be, you know, there was 80 of us in a room. Um, But when you think about it, right, like outreach tactics, what's happened to sellers is now – you know, we, we talk about enablement and we talk about sales engagement, but we've just thrown, you know, what is a pretty simple process when you think about it. I've got to talk to my prospect. I've got to find out if they've got a need <laughs> yeah. and then actually take them through the buying process. We've gone, well, now we've got to add sales engagement platforms, CRMs, you know, there's tech stacks, there's, mate, there's yeah. all these bloody tools and salespeople are expected to, you know, drive incredible outreach activity. Yeah. And then sales enablement, um, as you know, as great as they are, I love working with sales enablement pros. They're kind of inundated with shit. We've got now multiple platforms we've got to be experts in. We've got That's to serve right. multiple parts of the organisation. We've also got to do product training. We've got to build training. We might not be training professionals. Um, there's conflicting priorities. So, and that creates uh, you know an abundance of opportunities for sellers, but there's also an abundance of gaps. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, from this perspective, when you talk about modern outbound, um, what are some of the strategies that you're working with, you know, client, things yeah. that you're doing with clients to help them modernize their sales process? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a really, it's a really, actually, it's a good point that you're bringing up here. I think it's a, it's a interesting. It's a good kind of segue to this as well, but I, I really feel like the... The key is to understand our, our buyers are just more complex too. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, unfortunately it used to be that you could, you know, call someone. There was really, if you really fast forward guys, 15 years ago, it was pretty much just calls, right? <laughs> 15 years ago is when email kind of started to be a thing. And then there was email and, you know, we were, so it's kind of new, right? Yeah. Like, is this is like a newer. And then again, when sales engagement platforms just came out in like 2015, basically, so we're still very early in this, you know, this like, what is this next phase going to look like? So I think what, what I saw happen is that everyone bought a sales engagement platform. They bought outreach or sales loft mm-hmm. or another tool, you know, they, and they implemented it and they're like, Oh my gosh, I can track everything my team's <laughs> doing. I can, I can, they can hit send all, they can do more stuff. And, but what we forgot was to focus on effectiveness versus yeah. efficiency. And, and so I feel like as we look forward here, we have to kind of, we have to realize that it's not necessarily even about maybe tracking all the activities. It's about tracking the first outcomes. Mm. And so with a lot of our clients, when it comes to like, as this like back to market, you know, we're trying to move as many people as possible away from tracking activities. Yeah. Right. And you could have a call minimum. I'm okay with some minimum, like 20 calls a day, something, you know, but, but, you know, because what we're asking people to do is you're asking your team to be on LinkedIn and influence people. And I'm sorry, you can't track it. Yeah. You can't track when I like someone's post or when I comment, but you know, I, I was talking to someone about this the other day. What do you, what, how do you, what do you actually think? Forget the KPIs you're tracking is a, a higher likelihood that someone wants to talk to you. You, you go on LinkedIn sales navigator, you save a search, you look at posted in the last 30 mm-hmm. days, yep. you click on it to one of your prospects, you comment and like one of their posts, you wait five days God forbid in sales, we waited instead of just like going straight, <laughs> straight for the jugular. Then, you know, Luigi posts again. I comment on his posts again. Yeah. Right. And then I wait another four days and then I DM him or I cold call him. I say, hey, Luigi, I've really enjoyed this and this based mm. on what you're up to. This is what we do at XYZ. Yep. Let me know if this is of interest to you. It'd be great to set up some time. If it is, 
and we can connect next week. How much as opposed Absolutely. to email, call, email, email, call. The, yeah. you can't, I'm, I know I'm right. You, can't, you cannot convince me, delusional or not, yeah. that it is not more relationship capital. Because the other big, the beautiful part about LinkedIn is most executives post content that gets no engagement. Mm. So there, I got to yeah. tell you, when we work with companies and we'll start to pull up their prospects as we're going through this and the team will, it, almost every executive has zero comments yeah. or maybe one or maybe two and they're all from other employees. Yeah. And so that person's going to remember you. And so, and, and, and what I want to make is a big caveat here, which is, you should be doing cold calls, 100%. You mm. should be doing emails. It's about and. Yep. LinkedIn, the key is we've got to stop looking at LinkedIn on one side and calls and emails on the other. It's integrated. So that's, that's kind of what, I, what I'm getting at. And, and if they're not active on LinkedIn, guess what? You skip all of those LinkedIn steps and go straight to call email. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, so the point is like modern outbound is about, is about utilizing where people live digitally and interacting with them where they live digitally. Yep. You know, and... And that is what I want everyone to kind of take away from this last you know, few minutes is this is an and strategy. So if your sequences aren't integrated yeah. with LinkedIn and calls, and by the way, a lot of them are like, oh, no, no, we've got LinkedIn. No, you don't. You have send a sales navigator in yeah. mail as a step. Guys, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about authentic engagement, yeah. not this other stuff. This is, you know, this is a really interesting topic, right? Because... I love what you just spoken about. Yeah, it's about looking at your cadence, and I think not enough respect is given to cadences. I think people talk uh, about the cadence, not even close, right, to what it needs to be. Yeah, and I think we talk about it and we say, "Hey, this is our," you know. People go, "What the hell's cadence?" I'm like, "Mate, it's just, it's just a, it's a, it's a new word for contact strategy." Back in the day when we were, we were on the phones, right? But when you think about it. We, we don't give enough consideration and really think about that, you know, looking at those different channels and thinking, okay, what is my gap? You talk about that, I think you said relationship equity. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, the, and I think, again, we kind of forget that, right? But I can also feel for sellers because they've got somebody behind them going, we need more sales qualified opportunities. <laughs> yeah. Right? We need more meetings. Fine. And then you're going, well, in order for me to, to appease the person behind me, I've got to just, you know, run through certain activities. And I've been there. I've designed cadences that are very yeah, fast approach, right? Um, so, you know, how can we, from a seller's perspective, say I haven't got sales enablement around me. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. sitting here, you know, watching or listening to this particular episode going, you know what, I have found it hard the last couple of months. I'm being told I've got to do more. I've got to do, you know, there's, mm -hmm. if I had to design a cadence right now, what are the steps that I would go through that would build one that would be focused on building relationship equity using sure, yeah. LinkedIn? It's similar to what I said. So there's actually yeah, a few things in there that I'll kind of like deconstruct. So the first is if I was in sales today and my company didn't have a sales engagement platform, I would buy one for myself. Yeah. Like, okay. Same thing as LinkedIn Sales Navigator. If my company wasn't going to pay for it, fine, I'll buy it myself. Like I would ease. I would have absolutely no problem coming out of pocket 150 bucks a month to buy my own sales yeah. engagement platform and buying LinkedIn Sales Navigator. That is how powerful these tools are. Because then I don't have to think about following up. Yeah. You know, like like our human brain is not meant to be a filing cabinet. We're actually not very good at remembering. You know, <laughs> I'm sure we've all been there laying in bed and you're like, oh yeah, this thing tomorrow. And then you can forget what it, what it was. <laughs> You know, I got to remember that tomorrow. So, so my point is like, you need to, to, to have these platforms. And then, because the reason is now, not only is it going to help me remember the steps I need to take, it's going to track what worked and what didn't work. So, yeah. and, and, and you, you, you hit on something that's really important. 
sales engagement tools, they're just containers of whatever you want to put in mm. them. So if you put in place 13 containers, you can fill that container with step one is connect on LinkedIn. Yep. So step one is you know, with all of it is like build list and sales navigator and connect. Yep. That is step one across the board that every single seller, you can connect with LinkedIn sales navigator. I can connect with 82 people in 12 minutes by just yep. going connect, 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 connect. And don't personalize the message. We, I can go into that. That'll like people are like, what do you mean? Of course, I don't accept invites from anybody. I'm telling you guys, we've looked at the data. Like, yes, you will get a higher response rate, but I just told you I can connect with 82 people in 12 minutes or I can write five custom message. Yeah. Okay, I win every time because then I'll withdraw the connection request with someone I really want to meet with a week and a half later and then I'll customize. Yeah, so you okay. do the non-customized. Then you, so anyway, so step one is that. Step two is you, there's some tabs at the very top of Sales Navigator that say, that say, change jobs in the last 90 days. Yep. Those are hot, hot. I'm telling you across the board, we've seen when someone is new to start a new role, they are looking actively to make a change and make mm. an impact, right? So there's that tab that you can go to. There's posted in the last 30 days. Yep. So the next, the, so container activity two could be check tabs for last 90 days and this. Yep. So then if they, if they have a post, I'll go comment or like on the post. If they have changed jobs in the last 90 days yep. and, and they've connected with me, those people, I would probably go straight straight to, and again, it's got to be a decision tree. Guys, use your use your brains. Be mm. creative. Like, this is what we have trained. And this is why you go, you, you, I think you're getting at like you're, we're overcomplicating this. We are trying to dummy down things as opposed to give people some basic decision trees. And then you can skip to, so imagine like step two in your sequence, the cadence, is do one of these two things based on this. Yep. Then step three is follow-up activity from whatever the last one was. And then step four is call. Yeah. So it's like, and, and then guess what? If they're not on LinkedIn, skip steps one through three. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. And so, so that's kind of it. It's like you, you go heavier on engagement and relationship building. Then you loop in the other stuff. Yeah. You, you know, or you layer it like, you know, after I've commented on a couple of your posts, then I cold call you. Right. And I say, mm. Hey, you know what, man? I've really, I've seen a couple of your posts. You came up my feed a few weeks ago. We connected. It's so much more authentic. Like, yeah. Or as opposed to like, hi, is this uh, John Smith? Oh, I talked to five people and they said, you handle this as opposed <laughs> to I, and again, guess what? And, and then a lot of people, that, only, that, that might only be 15% of your prospects. Yeah. That's 15% of people. And I think sometimes in sales, because it's, you know, we look at the 85%. And again, all I'm saying is if they're not active, skip everything. It's, yeah. it's integrated. It's integrated. And, and I think that's the, the idea here. So we're starting off our, our cadences with the LinkedIn and then we skip ahead and we do yeah. based on their work on LinkedIn. That is then how we then adjust the rest of the cadence. Yeah. Sequence. You know, this is, again, it comes down to, this is very interesting. I like what you said earlier. I'm going to go back a step. You said, if, you, if your company hasn't bought a sales engagement platform or a sales navigator, buy it yourself. And it's funny because, you know, I'm not that old. I haven't hit 40 yet, man. So I can, you know, I'm 38 years old or, um, I'll be 40 in three weeks. Man. Thanks for bringing it up. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, I think back in the day, like when LinkedIn first came out, I think it was 2007 I became, um, I found that platform because I was Googling a, you know, company um, at the time and I found this wonderful place that actually had names of people's roles, right? I'm like, mate, that means I don't have to call and say, can I speak to somebody that handles X, right? Yeah. Anyway, long, you know, when it became a paid platform, I had no hesitation personally to pay for it. Just sure. like, you know, when I was buying Ibis World Reports, when I wanted to do my research on companies, 
um, I would pay for it myself. And then when 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 the tools like Lucia came out, um, you'd pay for it yourself. You're like, you know, this is amazing. This is enabling me to get more data. But yet, there's a lot of salespeople that have an expectation that all these tools that enable them to be the best they can be, there's an expectation that my organization's got to pay for it. You know, yeah. oh, my company's not paying for training. Oh, then, you know, I can't do training. Short, it's, short, it's short-sighted, man. I, I did a post on this on LinkedIn about a year ago. You actually reminded me I'm going to do another post on it yeah. today just to, like, <laughs> okay. just to stir the pot. Um, and people were bitching. We'll leave the company. I'm like... Do, do they pay, see all those books behind you? Do they yeah. pay for all your books? Uh, no. Okay. okay. Well, why did you buy your book? Why do you, why don't you think the company, like, it, dude, it is your life. It is your career. I don't, I don't need a company to tell me that using, like understanding how to use a sales engagement platform is going to be mission critical to your role in the future. So yeah. I need to invest in myself. Mm. I don't give a shit. Like hopefully, and hopefully my company helps along the way. Yeah. That is how, if, if that is not your mindset, then you're a complainer. You know, like it's, it, it, it you got to go get yours, leave the company, do what you need to do. Like yeah. if you, if you hate it that much, like I just, it's, it's a very victim mentality to me. Yeah. Well, I always came from the school that, you know what? I didn't, the target that I was working towards, that wasn't my target because that somebody else set that target. I had my own targets. I had my own objectives and I had my own journey that I was on. And my company, you know, I have books, I've got, you know, Frank and Covey's content, you know, I bought it myself. Yeah. I spent thousands yeah. of dollars on content, um, online courses. I only, I bought, you know, just last month and on Coursera, I got LinkedIn learning. I'm like, f- from my perspective, I believe that, you know, I truly believe sales is an art and I often, we often talk about this and I think we get lost in the world of data and all that because I think what's being lost is what you're talking about there when, you know, LinkedIn messages and stuff, there's essentially an art form. It's about thinking, okay, I've got to build relationship equity. I want to personalize. I want to find something at some point. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to put some thought behind it. And I'm not just going to spray because I think, you know, there are arguments that cold outreach is dead. And I completely disagree with that argument, right? I think people can do social quite bad. (laughs) You know, I get these and you probably get them too. Like, you connect with somebody and then I just get this huge message of buy my PMP course or, or there's this massive, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's right. You know, social can be done poorly, just like outbound can be done poorly. Um, so I want to talk about from your perspective how, you know, with the busy people that you work with, you, you went back to that mindset component. How much of a focus is mindset with what you do versus the tactical component? Well, change, man, change is everything. I mean, like the, how you deploy something has a dramatic impact on if it takes hold or not. Yeah. So for in ours, change, the change, the, the, what a lot of people, and I think that this is the other issue with a lot of these tools is we look at the purchase and the initial deployment as the kind of like the end point, you know, like when the onboarding is, it's like, we did it. Yeah. And no, that's unfortunately change doesn't work that way, right? <laughs> You're trying to change behaviors and things that people have done for a long time. So, you know, it's the, the deployment plan and people, it's so flimsy. It's so horrible for most companies. And then they wonder why they don't get adoption or results. Yeah. You know, it's not the tech's fault you didn't deploy it. It's your fault, you know? And, and then, then actually, you know what, you brought up something and I, this is a good, a good point to kind of go back to it. Sales teams are not running like marketing teams and they should be meaning like, a marketing team, so let, let's think of an SDR team. Okay, let's say you've got 10 SDRs, they're making 50 grand a year, so you're paying them 
don't know, a $60,000 a month. Okay. Yep. On one, in one hand, I've got $60,000 a month of paid advertising. Yep. Okay. On, on the $60,000 in paid advertising, I'm optimizing the shit out of that <laughs> every day, every week. We're looking at headlines, AB testing sales, this 60,000 over here, they build out cadences. They let them sit. Yeah. They make micro tweaks every month. I'm like, what are you doing? Like you got to use these, you got to, we have to start to run our revenue engines like a marketing team. It's, it's the same $60,000 and you're investing $10,000 a month to optimize it here. And you're investing $0 a month to optimize this over here. It makes yeah. absolutely no sense. And it's because we haven't had that always iterate, always iterative mindset in sales and COVID. That's why, that's why we got caught so flat footed with COVID. And obviously there's not a lot that we could do about mm-hmm. what had happened. But so every company's default was like, let's go into turtle shell. Everyone just default, every company is doing bad right now, turtle shell, everything mm-hmm. is bad. And that was not true. There were companies, I talked to multiple companies at like end of March. I talked to one company, podcast company, podcast tech. They hit their annual number in March, wow. annual number. There are industries and places yeah. that are doing fine. Now, Grant, look, if you're in hospitality, there's industries that were also devastated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a whole lot of in between. And I feel like in sales, like we, we look for these like one size fits all solutions and we, we want to just set it and forget it. And we, yeah. this is our strategy. Like your plate, your sales playbook. Why aren't you changing your sales mm. playbook monthly or biweekly? Like you're, you're getting data and feedback on customers responses on your discovery questions. Why aren't you optimizing those all the time? Yeah. And, and that is, companies are going to start to move faster. Like, and I think COVID is, has forced our hand to do it. Yep. And now the key is how do we keep that? How do we keep that mindset? You know, uh, yep. keep that mindset as we go forward. Man, it's such an important, you know, I've actually taken note of, of, of that particular, cause I actually love that, you know, the, just the analogy of, yes, you're optimizing, you're looking at the SEO, you're doing your searches for a 60 grand, you know, spend when you've got human capital that, you know, and, and we're not right. looking at that optimization. I love it because I, no. and you're absolutely right because, you know, I work with a client right now um, who, you know, when COVID hit, their inbound spend had to be cut back, right? Of course. Yeah, of course. But they successfully, um, they successfully replaced the amount of meetings they were getting from inbound with outbound, right? And, you know, we're looking at this, we're looking at the different cadences and looking at, you know, open rates, click rates, what's happening, maybe this message is, like, this message is wrong. Um, and I think, you know, it's one thing the CRO said to me probably four weeks ago, he said, what's been great about this experience is that we were so single channel sensitive, right? Is that we, it's right. actually enabled us to see opportunities and see more opportunities from more channels. Yeah, and do the yeah, things it, that we it, always should be doing. Why did it take COVID for so many people to realize this? This is my point. We've gotten lazy. Yeah, these tool like it's like the the, the I, taught, I did a talk uh, for a summit a couple of weeks ago, and I, I kind of talked about this comment of incremental changes or monumental leaps. And I feel like you know you always have to be looking for monumental leaps. Like, what are you doing? Like, instead, tweak, 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 tweak. Like, no, like look to break the system in three x results. Like somebody in your organization or working with a partner like us, like Mm. me or you or somebody like we do this for like, again, marketing doesn't hesitate to work with a partner. Why sales for whatever reason, you know, is, is just not trained that it's like, you know, the problem, you know, they answered our problem, a sales trainer. You know what we need? (laughs) We need someone to come in for two days and spend time with our team. And you know what? Now 
outbound is fixed. Yeah. And we're not, oh, oh, the, oh, all the things that that trainer told us, uh, yeah, no, we're not going to implement. All, you know, you got to, it's like, if you pay for a trainer, you, and there's world-class trainers, like I yeah. love like John Barrows, Richard Harris, like there's guys I love, 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 love that do really amazing work, but then you got to bring it home. Yeah. And that, that, that gap and like, you know, th- there's a company that during COVID Friday, they're, they're in their industry got smoked. Okay. So this mm-hmm. is are in travel, right? They're in travel and hospitality tech. Okay. Industry got smoked. The sales leadership and marketing worked the entire weekend, exported all 60 sequences, rewrote them and imported them back for Monday when the team showed up. Wow. Guys, that, sh- that should be happening every yeah, two weeks. Every all the time. Absolutely. At, why aren't we doing that every two weeks? You have yeah. the data. Part of having these tools is that you get the data to then optimize it. Because that's where, you know, again, like I'm, I'm with you, like, but I do, I do let data guide my decision making. Like yeah. Gong, for example, put out a really, yeah. I literally changed something I've been doing for 16 years based on a report that Gong put out uh, a couple of days ago now. And the report is very simple. I yeah. always knew that putting a very specific call to action, um, like a date and time, was, was better than saying, are you available next week? I knew that. Yeah, yeah. I had tested it. And so they, they did a, a test. And so, um, hey, let me know how next week looks was the worst performing. So stop doing yeah. that if you're listening to this. Then the next best, so the, the middle, the number, the second number two is what I was doing, which is like, hey, let me know how Thursday at four or Thursday at seven looks yeah. and we can set up time. Okay. And, and by the way, that is, is the number one result though, once you're in the sales process. Yeah, yeah. So when you're in the sales process, you do, do what I just said. Yep. The number one result in a cold CTA though, a positive response by almost double was let me know if there's interest. Yep. And I was like, dude, that makes intuitive sense. That's all. I'm like, I'm literally telling every consultant, like, guess, guess what? The way that we've done business for the last seven years, based on this data point, we're never talking yeah. about that ever again. We're only going to say, let me know if you have interest. Man, I'm so excited you brought that up because I saw that that graph, right? Did you? Yeah, and yeah. I made a change. I got one running right now in Limlist. <laughs> I and love I took, it, dude. We'd made the same change. Yeah, yeah. I've got it. It's got, uh, yeah. I've actually got, how does that sound? Right? Um, yeah, and uh, I'm tracking it now. So next week, I'll I'll I'll, I'll let, ping know. You please, and let you know how it's me. going. Um, but absolutely, I've 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 you know, and th- but I think that's it. But again, I think we've got to look at it from a from a position that this is an opportunity for us to really learn, right? And that's right. I think the message that I what I love about you know what you're posting at the moment, and we're going to share some of these. There's some really good posts that you've put out there about what we should you know about LinkedIn. But just some advice for sellers, because you're right, sellers are inundated right now. For sellers that mm-hmm. might be yeah. liking or commenting, but not sh- not sharing content yeah. or not posting content. And it can be intimidating. And I must say, totally right. when you look right now, you see somebody puts a post and they're getting lots of engagement and you, you, have, a, you have a point of view, you have a narrative, right? And you're like, mate, why should I post when everybody else is posting already? There's already other thought leaders out there. There's already influencers that are taking their share of the comments and like, um, you know, pull. <laughs> um, so for somebody that's sitting there going, you know, I want to do what you're saying, Jake. I want to be more proactive on LinkedIn, but mm-hmm. I'm scared that what I post is just not going to be accepted from the from the LinkedIn community because, right. you know, where, where should they be starting? It's such a good question, man. I'm glad, I'm glad you asked it. Um, the, so there's a couple of things, you know, and this, this goes back to change management and change is hard and, you know, behavior change is hard. Um, I can empathize, man. I, I really can, you know, for me again, I go back to data. So I'll just yeah. tell, I'll tell my story and, and maybe this will help. And I'll, I'll talk about, you know, we, we obviously work with, you know, hundreds of you know, sellers on this and lots and lots of marketing departments too. 
Um, you, you know, my story is simple. So, you know, I, like I started my company in 2013, you know, for the first up until 2018, everything, I, almost everything I shared on LinkedIn was about scale. There was yep. eBooks and blog. We were putting out an eBook or two a quarter. We're putting out a blog post every single week. We were doing what every good little consulting and marketing firm is supposed to do. Yep. And so what happened is we did an ebook on GDPR. If you don't know what GDPR is, it's this, it's a piece of legislation in Europe and the UK about uh, spam and what you can do with emails and calls um, and privacy, data privacy. Um, and this ebook was great, Luigi. I mean, this thing was all time. Like if you were a sales and marketing, we basically distilled the whole law into yeah. like 10 pages for sales and marketing. I mean, I was like, this is, this is great. It's a good, it's a really good piece of content. And you know, release it on social and, you know, it gets like very little engagement. I'm like, yeah. what in the, and, and so again, <laughs> I just looked at the data and I said, well, this isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like something's broke. And so like, just think about your own post, you're resharing your company's post and you get no engagement. Like something's broken. Yeah, yeah right? absolutely. Like, it's not working. And so, you know, for a lot of people, my, my, my advice is, and so then I said, well, okay, you know, I have the luxury of I sell into CEOs and sales and marketing leaders. So me talking about sales and marketing, which is something I also, yeah. you know, you know, I'm passionate about is easier for me. That's the key though, guys, if you're in sales, you got to be passionate about the yeah. industry that you serve. Guys, if I sold into industrial manufacturing, where I sold an IOT device into industrial manufacturing, I would never talk about sales ever. <laughs> Ever, yeah. because that's not what I'm doing. Yeah, Instead, yeah. I would only post, and so that's the content you guys need to post to sellers. You have a conversation, so I'll give you a couple like prompts and some easy, easy things that you can do. One, links, LinkedIn over indexes on text only posts. Yeah. So if, if you're nervous, forget about doing a video, forget yeah. about an image, and the good part is LinkedIn algorithm doesn't care either, so you're, you're out of the woods there. Yep. So in your text only post, I'll give you two real quick ideas that are super easy. Look, you're talking to customers every day, share something you learned. Yeah. Hey, I'm talking, I was talking to the head of operations at Caterpillar. Here's the top two things that they're thinking about in, in August when things get back to normal one, two, right. And then yep. if you don't want to use a company name saying I was, I was talking to a yeah. leading head of op. So just, just summarize your learning, summarize your, what you, what you're going through. Then the second thing is take a marketing piece of content or the eBooks instead of just resharing it, read part of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. read part of it. And people want to hear your insights. They want your, and just pull out mm. two or three insights that people can learn and people can take action on. So just start there. You don't have to create your own stuff. If you don't want to, you know, half the, half of my posts, literally I'm a kid. My post last night, I was talking to a guy on a zoom. I'm like, God, dude, that's a good idea. Yeah. And literally 20 minutes later, I just posted it, you know, yeah. and I'm just like, and, and then early on, don't judge yourself, right? Early on, if you're learning again, like I never, if a post does bad data point, post does yeah. good data point, post does really bad data point, yeah. does really good data point. Like, you know, I also, you know, I don't put, I don't put a lot of it in there because what you're trying to do, all you're trying to do is build a name for yourself in your community. The same way that when you went to a chamber event mm. or a networking event or a conference and you shook people's hands and you wanted to be known as a go-to person in an yep. industry, don't worry about the people posting the sales stuff. That may not be you. You need to go post about IOT, industrial manufacturing IoT. Yeah. You need to go post about insulation and power facilities. You know, whatever it is that you sell, you know, or whatever tech you sell or whatever. So you're you're trying to build an audience with your buyer community. You want to be a trusted person in your buyer community. Yeah. Forget what Johnny and the Cube or the virtual cube next to you thinks about it, you're trying to position yourself to the buyer. And yeah, your sales posts might get more interaction, et cetera, but your buyer doesn't care. And yeah. so that, that's how I want you to think about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is your professional buyer profile. It is not your resume. 
And Mate. so if you're nervous about it, you're thinking about getting started, that's, that's my advice. Awesome. So it's, and it's great advice, you know, and I think I wish somebody had given me that advice because for such a long time, I would find myself so busy, you know, and, and I really yeah. was like, man, I was of working, I was prospecting, I was hustling. And then I'm like, oh, shit, there's that thing. And I know for me, LinkedIn was always a professional stalking place. It was just a great place. I found the name. I did my research. I always personalized mm -hmm. and my cut through was just awesome. But then, yeah. you know, Tony Hughes told me, mate, you need a brand. You need a personal brand. You yeah, know, yeah. because you wanna you wanna just establish yourself as that that level of authority. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I really appreciate that feedback, mate. One question yeah. I have for you: If you had to start your business today again, mm -hmm. what's one strategy that you would take from the last seven years to start today? Oh God, That's where where do I begin? <laughs> where do I begin on like what I would do differently if I could rewind time? Uh, Hmm. If I had to pick maybe, uh, there's a couple of things that like immediately pop into mind. You know, for me, a lot of it is around people, you know, look, I mean, I, we've got 25 people, about 25 people at scaled right now. And so, you know, it's, uh, you know, early on, I think, you know, we probably went down a lot of rabbit holes, you know, where, where I didn't do a good enough job of, of really having a, a, a you know, multi-year vision. And yeah. so, you know, I think there's a piece of advice I'd give for anyone is that a bunch of tactics do not equal a strategy. <laughs> and, and I think we, we've tried, I didn't make that up. I learned, yeah. I heard that somewhere, but um, so I think that that's it. I think, I think being more strategic and, and we're doing a really good job of that. I, I think really thinking about H2 and, and I've got yeah. my whole team and different groups, like everyone's focused on, you know, we've got our H2 plan and, and everyone is kind of turning in by the end of June, their, their H1 2021 plan. Yep. And so, you know, we're trying to think more strategically about the business and all of you should be doing the same for your books of business, right? Mm -hmm. Like as a seller, you know, what I would be doing, I'd be going through and putting together, if I had 200 accounts, I would be spending, you know, I'd work a couple 80 hour weeks and I'd have an, I'd have a strategy for every single account. Yeah. And it, I think that that's, and then I, and then you just execute the strategy, you yeah, work yeah. the whole damn thing backward. You know, it's Absolutely. like, that's kind of the beautiful part about this. And, and so I think that that, that's the advice that I would, I would give myself or the thing that I would do differently is, is be smarter and longer term focused on the strategy and not just like the bullshit in three years, we want to be the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, it would, it would be much more kind of like tangible than yeah. that. And I think, you know, it's actually really hard to develop strategy, you know, because sometimes you can get really, like you said, you can get really tactical and yep. and you can get really tactical in the business and forget that you're building something on top um, that's going to scale and, and drive, you know, sustainability. So, mate, I've really, um, you know, enjoyed chatting to you today, man. And for, for our listeners that want to connect with you um, after this and, and learn a bit more about sort of how they should be using LinkedIn. And, and again, you share incredible copy and content Thank on you. how they can be the best they can be. Where can people find you? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think obviously LinkedIn. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Jake, it's just Jake DeVord slash Jake Dunlap. You know, I'm pretty active on Instagram. It's Jake underscore Dunlap underscore. Um, and, you know, look, you can always hit me up on email, jake at scale.com, S-K-A-L-E-D. But no, I mean, look, if you, I, I try to get at, and it might take me a week sometimes, but I, I'm pretty responsive on LinkedIn if you DM yeah. me. So you might get a voicemail from me, maybe a personalized video, depending on how I'm feeling on the weekend. So um, any of those will do. Awesome, mate. Well, look, I want to say thank you for the, your contribution to our community. Um, I love your content. And uh, mate, I can't wait to have another chat with you. Perfect, man. Well, I enjoyed it. Thank you.